This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 259. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Color Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I am your host, and this is the Colored Pencil Podcast. The glorious changes of life and death and the renewal of all of these things, something like that, was a title of an artwork that I had the pleasure of viewing one time. Um, it was like a, a sentence or paragraph long. I mean, I, I think I've shortened it <laughs> when I just... Um, tried to uh, recall what it was right there. But that was a colored pencil piece. Today, I'm going to talk about some tips for naming your artwork. Now, I may be the, the last person that should be talking about this particular topic. It's something that has uh, been on my mind a lot through the years, and I've had people ask about that very thing. Uh, so I thought I would dedicate a, a shorter show just to talking about some tips for naming your artwork. So these are just my opinions, um, some things that I've gathered over the years, so talking to others as well when I ask them what kind of process they go through whenever they're naming their artwork. So just keep in mind, there are no rules. There are quite a few opinions, though, regarding this. All right, so first off, and this might be very, very obvious given the, the prologue to the show today that I just discussed, but don't make it a complete sentence or a paragraph. It is a title, and so it needs to be, I think, a little bit more uh, short and to the point. And if you're naming something that's very, very long, there's a couple of problems inherent with that. Number one, no one's going to be able to remember it. Uh, I couldn't recall the one that I was trying to relate to you a moment ago. And number two, you have stripped any creativity out of the whole viewing process. So when some when a viewer is viewing your work and they're engaging with it, they're going through a thought process. Um, and, and this happens even more so whenever it's a physical piece and you're, uh, it's being presented in a frame or on a wall, that kind of thing, in a gallery or a show. Most of the time what happens is the, the viewer is experiencing the artwork before they ever see the title. And so they have a chance to interact with it and it stirs something inside of them. There's some type of uh, emotional response to it and they either have a connection with it or not. But if they have a connection with it, then they start to inject their own story into the artwork and then they may read the title later. If it's a paragraph, um, it, it just kind of will fall flat and um, it may strip them of that personal connection to the artwork and you know you've injected your story then nothing wrong with that if that's your goal and that's something that you want to make sure everyone knows what you're trying to say and um, as a as a fine art artist uh, I guess that could be okay but um, on the other hand I think that being able to just give a simple title to something. So let me give an example. So say somebody is, um, you, you drew a piece, you painted a piece, and uh, someone brushing their teeth, perhaps. Maybe you could call that morning, you know, something like that. 
rather than first thing I do every morning before I go to work um, and every evening as well or something like, you know, you know cut it down maybe. Um, and let's think of one to three, maybe five word titles, I think is probably a pretty good rule of thumb. The reason I say that I may be the last person to be talking about this is I'm really not all that good at it. <laughs> uh, I'm really not. And so I'm going to take some of my own advice. But uh, so I just did um, a drawing, a color pencil piece on Stonehenge paper, just released the YouTube video if you want to go over there and check it out. Um, and it's um, I'm drawing cherries. It's a good beginner project. The longer play version is over there in uh, inside members uh, circle inside the monthly sharpener. But I named that one Dark Cherry Quartet. So might be kind of obvious. There's four cherries in that composition. And uh, they're a little bit on the darker side. They're probably bean cherries. I'm guessing that's that's what I probably bought was bean cherries. But you know how bean cherries can be, uh, sometimes they can be kind of bright red and sometimes they can be very dark. And so um, that's, you know, I picked out some really dark ones and uh, that's, you know, what I came up with. But uh, that one, I'm a little more proud of that one um, <laughs> than uh, what I've done in the past. Sometimes I'm just like uh, lemon one. Um, apple two things like that, or an apple. Uh, so it, it ought to at least describe something that gives you a sense of telling the story a little bit, um, rather than you know just being very genericized in the way that you describe uh, your artwork. So I'm trying to get better about that part of it, but I I don't want the thing that repulses me. <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to number two, and let's talk about it, is um, I try to avoid the cutesy or cliche or slangs, uh, sayings, you know. I, I don't want, I want to avoid uh, faddish kind of, uh, faddish kinds of um, uh, slang, I guess, for lack of a better term. And so I want to avoid things like, I don't know, uh, all righty then, uh, I know, right? Uh, these are supposedly, maybe these could be titles, you know. How cool is that? You know, things like that. Um, the list could go on and on. And uh, if I still have your attention, you didn't tune out, then, uh, <laughs> or if you're like me, maybe you just uh, stop listening after you hear some of those things. Um, or, you know, cliches that are just so tired and old that it just, you cringe when you hear them. Last but not least, Maybe that one doesn't bother you. That one just, I don't know, just gets under my skin, you know. There used to be a lot of them in the business world that uh, that I would hear when I was working my day job that I would just get so tired of. Um, oh, it's a win-win situation, or uh, what's the value add, or what's uh, the actionable on this, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe those aren't good ones. Um, uh Let's silo this, um, think outside of the box. You know, those are just some that uh, I associated with the business world or um, let's do this going forward, that kind of thing. Um, anyway, there there are others as well. So this is kind of like composition rules in art. So somebody may have a whole bunch of different composition rules, quote unquote. And if you break them, they someone may come along and think, oh, that's awful. Another person and maybe even more people will come along and say, that is the best thing ever. 
So I think the same thing is true with regard to um, your art titles, that you could break all of these rules. You could use maybe the most tired expression ever, and it just might work. It might be something that really uh, says it all, you know. So I don't know. It's just something to think about. And let's put just a little more thought into uh, the titles of our art pieces. And I, I think this is one of the things that could help us as colored pencil artists to be respected more in the art community and have people regard colored pencil art as a fine art medium and not think of it as kitchen table art or children's uh, art. So just, just some uh, thoughts there. So let's, let's move along then. A one to three word titles, then, I think, are probably a good rule of thumb to uh, to stick with. Okay, so let's let's talk for a second then, though, about uh, portraits, which you may or may not know. That's uh, primarily what I like to draw are portraits. And when when you're talking about a portrait, then there may be some exceptions to what we just discussed and talked about. When I'm drawing an apple, and if I name that apple apple, uh, that might be a little bit odd, I guess. But uh, a lot of times I will, you know, like I alluded to earlier, I'll name something apple number one or or red apple or something like that. And a lot of times the reason I'm doing that is because I'm making this available to my students. And so they've got uh, something that they can they can look at and um, it's easily identifiable. They can say, oh, that was apple number one or, or something like that, rather than getting all fancy with uh, the title of the artwork. But I think the same thing, um, you know, might be true with regard to portraits that, you know, a very simple um, title of a portrait often is the person's name. And, and in my case, that's usually what I do. I just name it the person's name. It is the essence of that person. That's what I'm trying to depict. And so I'm not going to get all fancy with, um, you know, a portrait uh, composition. Now, I've seen people break that rule as well, and uh, it works quite nicely. But can you imagine Leonardo da Vinci uh, naming the Mona Lisa instead something like a uh, lady posing for this uh, photo, the glorious changes of life and the shadows and the smile? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could try to think of some other title he could have given that. But the essence of the portrait was her, and so to have her be seen in the way that he chose to do that. Now, I do realize that, you know, this, that's an English rendition of what uh, this famous painting has become known as. And so we, I'm not going to quibble about where, how it got its title and all of that, but that's how it's known, right? And so it does portray the essence of the individual that was depicted in the painting. If this is something, though, that really plagues you and you think, I just cannot think of a title, what am I going to do? And you worry about it. And I have had students talk to me about that, that they actually worry about it. Then spread the work out. Don't put yourself under the gun and say, I have to come up with a title right now. Uh, but instead, be thinking about a title throughout the process. 
So maybe when you're deciding on what you're going to be painting next or drawing next and you decide on uh, the layout and the composition and you start deciding on certain uh, color palettes that you're going to use, you decide the pencils, you decide the size, the shape, and then maybe even during the rendering process and even before it's completed, in the back of your mind perhaps you could be thinking about a title. You could even start jotting down on a scrap sheet of paper different ideas that you have or different thoughts that you have about why you're creating this or what you like about the composition. And then, you know, just sort of use that as a word bank and look back at it and try to, you know, glean some things from some of those um, free thoughts that you had about uh, what you liked about it. And maybe a title will come to you when you do that. All right, so I, I just don't think that it should be something that should trip you up. I don't think it, it should be something that you uh, worry and fret over. A name, I will say, though, a name <laughs> is better than no name. Please, please, please don't say untitled, unless it's a work in progress. I've done that. Everyone does that, I think. But try as hard as you can to just have a working title anyway um, and and just have a title you know that I don't know there's just something <laughs> there's just something I may be odd about this but there, there's just something weird about having a piece that just is untitled and uh, I've seen that before so anyway try to think of a title ask friends ask neighbors ask others who view your art piece what it says to them. Maybe they've got some ideas for you. I actually changed one of my art pieces uh, from the title of the person that it was to a different title. Um, and it was um, largely in part to uh, a judge uh, looking at the piece and, and saying, giving me that feedback and telling me that he, he thinks it uh, should be um, intensity is uh, what he said instead of uh, James. So I thought that was um, interesting and and uh, I liked it. So I, I changed it based on that. So, all right. So I hope that this was helpful and I would like to hear your opinion. If you have any ideas or thoughts regarding this, you can always comment in the show notes. All right. Before I go, I just want to say that I've got a few uh, who have reached out with some questions, but I would like some more. So if you are at all interested in sending me over some questions for an upcoming show, then this is what you do. You go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. Over on the right side, there is a little pop out. Uh, there's a little button over there and it has a little microphone on it. It's gray and it says send voicemail. You click on it and it just has uh, send a voicemail to John. Um, and it has a big red button and it says, is your microphone ready? You click on it, you start recording, and then you get an option to re-record or edit, I think even, and, uh, and then listen to it and then send it if you want to do that. So give it a shot. I would love to get a lot of voice messages in here in an upcoming show and just do sort of a, a longer marathon show where I just answer voice questions that have come into the show. All right. Another thing you could do is you could just record a voice memo uh, on your phone and uh, you could send that in. Don't want to do that? Um, just type me out an email. 
john at sharpenedartist.com or podcast at sharpenedartist.com. I would love to have your particular question featured on the show, and I don't have to give your name uh, if you uh, want to remain anonymous. All right, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. Just want to let you know that we're in the third week now of the portrait prep drawing course. There's still time to get in over there. It's a free course, and uh, I would encourage you to do that. You'll get a 28-page PDF downloadable workbook that you can also print out, uh, or you can use it as an interactive workbook online as well. You get that totally free as well when you uh, sign up. So I'm excited about that. And uh, we're, we've got a couple of challenges coming up we're going to be doing in uh, I am super excited about doing these challenges and uh, seeing some of the, the artwork that you guys are able to create also. So, all right, guys, you know, I'm going to go ahead and close the show. I just want to say that it, it's, a, it's a strange, strange and slippery world that we're living in right now. There's so many, so many things that uh, could be getting you down, and I hope that that's not you. I hope you're not down. I hope you're keeping your chin up. And just remember, don't, you know, don't grow weary in doing good. Keep doing good. Keep moving forward and creating art and doing something that matters. And I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening every week. And I'll talk to you next week. Until then, stay sharp. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.